Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Hello, Eric. Um, Indiana football's undefeated. Well... I would be more excited, but you might have noticed I wasn't involved with the text chains. Yeah, what happened to you? You just disappeared. Right. So there's the buildup to the game, getting texts from you guys, from the fraternity brothers. It's Friday night football. It's the first big Indiana athletic event of, of this year, and I'm excited. What I didn't realize was my son had a video game play date, and they were playing video games on the television in which I was to watch the football game. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll start it late, but let me make sure that it's recording. So it's still the pregame. You know, the coverage is going, but they haven't kicked off yet. I turn it on. It's recording. It's going to record for three and a half hours, three hours after the three and a half hours it's already designated for. Great. We're golden. Gentlemen, enjoy your game. So the kid leaves. I'm like, okay, great. Now I'm going to get to watch the game. I'll probably get caught up by halftime. Great. I've got about 100 text messages at this point. Cool. But Annie's like, you know, we've got to go to Ikea. We've got to go to Ikea. I won't get into why we've got to get to Ikea, but I realize, okay, we do have to get to Ikea. It's now or never. So now I'm in Ikea, which is like this dark void of energy. It just saps me of my strength the second sure. I move in. But I know, okay, I got an Indiana game, and now I'm up to like 200 texts. Um, so it's something's going on. I, like good, bad, whatever, something's going on. People are really talking about this. Okay, get home. And, of course, like my daughter's finishing up uh, a movie, whatever it is. Okay, I have to wait a little bit longer. It's, it's now like almost 10 o'clock before I can tell everybody to leave, go watch on your other devices. This TV is mine. Now I've got over 300 text messages at this point, start the game. Okay, here we go. It's the beginning of the game. And I look down at the little progress bar that direct TV shows you when you start watching and it is recorded exactly 87 minutes of the broadcast, 87 minutes. Why? I don't know Did you why. run out of space? No, I have like 70% of my hard drive available and the feed looks good. It's crystal clear. It's like, I there there is no discernible reason for why this happened. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to start. Like, I'm already like cussing and I'm at like a nine and a half with my fury knowing the situation. But Annie's like, okay, well, why don't you watch it? And I'll, I'll try to figure out if we can stream it somehow through direct TV. Okay, great. 
So I'm watching, I'm like, well, maybe we're just going to be blowing them off the, the, the gridiron, or maybe they're going to be destroying us and, and having to watch it on a laptop or something for the second half won't be that big a deal. But of course, it's just uh, while there's good and bad going on with the team, ultimately, it's a very exciting game. And I get almost to the end of the first half, I'm like, this is awesome. Now, whatever this second half is going to be, I've got to hopefully maybe stream it. Annie, meanwhile, has forgotten about her promise to help me stream it. So now I'm looking for the laptop. I'm trying to find the password for DirecTV. Oh, now I have to go into FS1 and give them my DirecTV information and sign up for F- So now I'm at an 11 and a half. The children and animals are hiding from me. And we know Annie what happens com- to you with technology issues. We do, and it's in, in full effect. So Annie comes in, finally works at it. She's like, okay, and now it's like 1130 at night. She's like, I've got it, you can watch it. I'm like, thank you so much. Sorry I went crazy, but, you know, DirecTV does this to me about four times a year. So I take the laptop, and, you know, I'm like, I'm pretty tired. It's like after 11. It's like, yeah, like 11.30 at this point. And I start playing it on the Fox Sports 1 app, and it's at the very beginning of the coverage. The whole thing. Great. I'll just speed through this. This program does not allow you to fast forward or rewind. <laughs> Mount Vesuvius. I like it took everything in my power to keep that laptop in working order to not go straight to the scrap heap with it. So I was like, forget it, forget it. I'm just going to watch the highlights. And of course, the highlights were particularly the last one. The like, yeah, the the thing that happened at the end. I was like, that's amazing. But I was so bitter at that point that I couldn't watch that as everybody else did. Yeah. It, it definitely tainted it. But as time has passed, I've been like, hey, what a great start for Tom Allen and the boys to pull look. That it's off. binary. It's binary. It's it's not. We look didn't look good. It it nothing matters. It is binary. We either won. And it was huge, as we talked about beforehand, or we lost and the season was over. And we won. And that's all that matters. We are in this thing. It was a huge win for Tom Allen and a huge win for this program, a huge win for Connor Bazelak, who Mm -hmm. showed that he can whip the ball around the field. Yeah, it's pretty fun to watch when he does that. Yeah, I mean, look, accuracy issues, sure, but not on that last drive. So let's just see if as these guys get more comfortable with each other. It does seem like we've got a couple wide receivers and Cam Camper and DJ, DJ Matthews, Matthews who can yeah. flat out ball. Yeah, uh, I want to see how Shivers does as the year goes on. The offensive line blew. I mean, yeah. it that and, seems and, to be the recurring issue. And maybe it's worse now with the injury. Maybe, but maybe I don't know. I mean, <laughs> right? Like I, I mean, don't know. Like I mean, I feel the the coaches have a good feel for who the best five five out there coach does that offensive line coach i don't know sure that's fair that's fair i I just don't know let's just see hard to get worse hard to get worse it was a sieve but the prospect of starting the season three and oh now and going into a huge road game against cincinnati that could mean a lot of the season this is exciting. This is this is exactly what this program needed. They it was binary. They just needed a win by one point or by a hundred points. They needed the win. They got it. I'm so happy for Tom Allen in this program. It was fun as hell to watch a Friday night game like that. 
And they they needed the win, obviously, just for the numbers, adding up at the end of the season to be bowl eligible. Yes. But it's the confidence of, like, we beat a Big Ten opponent. Now we can do these, hopefully take care of business the next couple of games and just be really believing, which is a theme we'll return to in this podcast with tonight's guest. Today's guest? It's tonight here. Sure. Um, but, yeah, belief is so huge for young men trying to establish a, a culture of winning. Yeah, I I loved it. It was really fun. And I got to say this, pretty good crowd. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I Festive. was worried at the beginning, mm -hmm. but did they announce what the attendance was? No, but just looking at it, it looked good. It had to have been about 45, 46,000, I would think, which, you know, I mean, I wish it was full for the first game, the biggest game, but that's kind of where the program is right now. It's just not filling the stadium on games that are not against marquee teams. Well, that like Illinois wasn't bringing a lot of people that that was totally. Hoosiers. So that is uh, reassuring that there is interest in this team, especially if they can keep winning. And look, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I'm not proud of it. But Brett Bielema, did he eat Brett Bielema? Oh, I didn't notice. What? What? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't focused Dude, on that. Google. Okay. It's unbelievable how massive of a man this is. How do you spell his last name? I don't know. Bielema, B-I-E-L something. Oh, I got it. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I mean, it's. I did notice. I did notice. I didn't realize that was his name. The coach. He's a mountain of a human being. I mean, yeah. a mountain of a human. Yeah, there's a certain breed of football coach that just, you know, the Charlie Weisses of the world. Yes, but like, mm. I only bring it up because I wanted to tell my favorite, maybe my fa favorite part of the the game, listening to the announcers who were either drunk or watching something else. At one point, they go. You know, that Brett Bielma, he's real comfortable in his skin. <laughs> so that was that, talking about how big he was. And then another point in the game, which I believe you missed, there was a bit of a fracas after a play. And Brando goes, uh, oh, boy, there's punches thrown. Oh, there's several punches thrown there. There's going to be some some ejections. And I'm like, oh, my God, Indiana. Because I was, like, fixing a drink at the time. And I'm like how do you lose your composure here? How do you lose your composure? And I come back and they show the replay. Not one punch was thrown. <laughs> like clear as day, Ward. Nothing. There was no fighting. There was like a little pushing, but there was no hand was even extended. Nothing. Clear as day. And Brando goes, he watches the replay and he goes, well, they didn't show it there, but I saw it. There were punches <laughs> thrown. What? Look, look, Indiana, Illinois, neither program is at a place right now where they get the A team. The A team's not coming out for us just yet. That's fair. All right. So listen, we've got to cut this short because we're about to really screw up some youth and really waste some people's money who are paying for tuition at Indiana University, whose students are majoring in the media school. This is an exciting time. This will be the second class I've taught for the IU Media School here in L.A. And a big part of my job is to bring in Hollywood heavy hitters, ideally IU alums, who have gone on to great success in their careers. 
none were available tonight. So I brought in my boy, Eric. He's got easy. I've, I've got to leave in like five minutes to open up the door for everybody. You'll make a grand entrance a half hour late and uh, we'll blow their young minds with how to screw around in Hollywood for 20 years and uh, still, still not be uh, uh, well, I don't know what else. You couldn't land it. You couldn't land it. It was something about being sleeping in the gutter, which, like, you know. Listen, let's just do this. We are, as always, powered by communitycars.com. Sponsor of the pod, Hoosier Hysterics. Communitycars.com. Illusion Engines talk with Warren Eric. Love the fade out. Love how it makes us professional. Community cars. Our guy, Evan Martin, his dad, Tom Martin, big part of the Bloomington community. Look, just go buy a car already and buy it from community cars. What are you doing? Just go buy the car. You know, you want it. You've been looking at that new Tahoe. You've been looking at that blazer. You've been looking at a Ford. You've been looking at all these cars. Just go buy it already. Yeah, I, I, I've bought three from them in the last week. I'm going to return a couple because, like, that's too many. He but just at least... likes to talk to salesmen. Yeah, just like once a week. Just like yeah, once yeah. a week. Look, you want to do it by phone. You want to do it on the Internet. You want to go old school and go in. Any way you do it, you're going to be taken care of by guys who know that the business is not about just selling you a car today. It's building a relationship where they hope that they can service your car needs for like the next couple decades. That's how they view their business. They're part of the community. They're not going anywhere. Evan and his family live in the community, his wife and beautiful children. It's important to him to take care of the community. They, they supply jobs for a lot of people. I think he told me like there's several hundred people that they supply jobs for. It's amazing. It's an amazing family owned business in Bloomington, Indiana by people that live in Bloomington. You got to buy a car. Why buy it from anybody else? Communitycars.com. Let's just get to our guest. He's awesome. We know. Here's what I'll say about our guest today. Okay. The ladies want to be with him and the men want to be him. Great. They used to say that about ravishing Rick Rude at WWF. Yeah. Ladies want to get with him. Men want to be him. Sure. Yeah. No, no argument here. Little weird, little weird. Yeah, sure. yeah, a little that, creepy. That, yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> little creepy. But let's get to it. Okay. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he's back. He's back, but this time it's a solo performance. It's all him, all the time. He's not sharing the spotlight with his very accomplished father, Eric. Who do we have here today? Oh, I mean, you know, every team that you follow in college basketball or professional basketball, they talk about the heart and soul, the spark plug, the heartbeat, the guy that just gets shit done. Well, that's who we've got. Yeah, I'm cursing in the intro, so I don't know where this episode is going. But that's what we have on the episode today. We have a gentleman who hails from Culver, Indiana. He came into IU as part of a class along with Bloomington's own Anthony Leal that was supposed to get the foundation set for Indiana University basketball. Guys that grew up understanding what IU basketball was supposed to be. He does all the little things. He busts his ass. He dives on the floor. He also, through all that busting his ass, really does bust other things in his body too. He's broken a wrist. He's hurt his groin. But he's beyond all of those things. And here's what we know. When this gentleman plays... We win. 
When this gentleman plays, Indiana basketball is better for it. When this gentleman plays, we beat Illinois in the Big Ten tournament. And we'll get into what he did in that game. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the heart and soul, the heartbeat, the hustler for Indiana University basketball, Trey Galloway. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great intro. I really there appreciate you go. it. Appreciate um, it. What do we got on the hat? What's the hat backwards? What's what's the hat? So it's a Indiana vintage hat. You can see right here. Oh, that's nice. But shout out to my man, um, who's Ray One Vintage. Um, he's he's got me got me around with a lot of vintage IU gear, which which is what I like to wear a lot, um, especially in the fall during football games and stuff. So he's, he's got me with a lot of good 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 pieces. I I am surprised with the the fame the acclaim that your hair gets that you ever cover that head of lettuce <laughs> up is are you just having a bad hair day did you not yeah. have time to get camera ready yeah no i wasn't camera ready i came, came out of practice and i just put it through a hat on all day just, just covered up a little bit but i'll, I'll be ready during the season now <laughs> listen we're gonna get into basketball but before we do i'm glad word brought up the hair because look man we're two 40-something dorks who come back to Bloomington and we mingle with the undergrads and talk to them and feel really old when we do it. But when we do it, invariably, every time, some co-ed comes up to us every and time. says something to the effect of, and I'll clean it up, but hey, do you think you can get Trey Galloway to sign my ex? I'm just going to leave it blank, Okay. <laughs> That's what happens. That's the truth. It happens or, or, every time. We're trying to give out tickets to the fan fest. Is Trey going to be there? Yes, Trey's going to be there. We're going. And all the girls on my floor are going. Yes. <laughs> so do you consider yourself a heartthrob at Indiana University? Uh, man, I don't know. You guys are you guys are kind of laying over a little bit. But <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I, I don't really up that stuff i try not to um but do people come up to you and just want to run their hands through your hair do you get requests where people are like hey can i just touch your hair no that's never happened before but i've had people ask me what like shampoo and conditioner i use all the time but yeah I'm like, oh. well, let's like my root they ask me like what my routine is and stuff let's hear it buddy the people want to know present well, company included we got we got stuff at the, the gym we use we use and stuff so it's, it changes kind of every week depends on what they get us so i'm not i'm not i'm not too worried about it as, as long as i can get get it washed and stuff but we it changes throughout the gym and stuff but here i kind of have my my same stuff product hair hair you use a hair dryer how's it work i don't use any hair products that's, wow. that's i get i get kind of i'll show up in the morning sometimes and it's a little messed up and the coaches will kind of give me a hard time about it but I'll, I'll fix it up when I need to, but I'll just kind of let it go. You you bring up the gym, and, and Ward and I talked about this a lot on the podcast after the fantasy camp. The shower heads in the locker room, they're made for giraffes. It's the only species. I mean, you're a tall guy. You're 6'4", right? Yeah. Can you can you easily reach the shower head in those things? I, I can reach it, but I have to stand on my table. Yeah, they're, they're humongous. Even, like, the door handles are big, but – yeah, they're they're definitely made for guys like Logan and Trace and those guys. But um, it's I like it though because it's it kind of just it's it's high enough you don't really have to adjust it at all. Kind of that's stand. true. 
And you get good coverage. You get good coverage yeah. on the water. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One last non basketball related thing. Is this just to get on Eric's good side, or do you love the Godfather and that's why it's hanging over your left shoulder? Oh yeah, I love it. It's one of my favorites. I, I like I'm really big into like the mafia movies and stuff. Um and those those gangster eighties and nineties movies. They're they're great. All right, well, let, let's get into it real quick. I mean, we're going to just get into this word. Yeah. We're just going to have to. You no, know, I right. got one to ask him about. This is an important question. Godfather 1 or Godfather 2? I got to go. I, I love um, – I got to go Godfather 1. Yes. Just, <laughs> it's original, and you got to love it. I'll, I'll take Goodfellas over Godfather 1 and 2. Oh, 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 I mean, look, you know, not without president, you know, other people feel that way. I know, but I mean, I love Goodfellas, but Godfather one is the standard. And by the way, the reason Godfather one is better than Godfather two and Godfather two is, by the way, objectively the second best movie ever made. uh, The first being Godfather one. Marlon Brando, the Godfather, is not in Godfather 2, and he's the greatest on-screen portrayal ever. So, like, you have to give it to Godfather 1. But Goodfellas is a – Goodfellas is in my top four. I mean, it's it's there. What about Scarface? Top 10. Top 10. There you go. Okay, so now I'm going to do a deeper cut here for you. Oh, here we go. Here comes comes the Coen Brothers. The Coen Brothers movie, Miller's Crossing. Have you seen it? Miller's Crossing. It sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't think I have. Do yourself a favor and watch Miller's Crossing. And it's grab a- Miller Cop. Grab Miller, Miller Cop. Cop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then this is my last gangster question. How familiar are you with Indiana's own most notorious gangster, John Dillinger? I've never heard him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But Ward, is- Ward, there is... I, look, I'm going to defend this for a second. There is such a giant divide between mafia movies yep. and what you are considering gangster bank robber John right. Dillinger. It is. It is. It's a. It's an offshoot. It's a subgenre of the genre. But basically, he was he was America's first public enemy number one. He was okay. this incredible bank robber who also broke out of jail all the time. And so, the most recent movie about him was Johnny Depp played John Dillinger in Public okay. Enemies. So it's not a great movie, but it's a good one to start with if you're curious, because he's from Mooresville, from 45 minutes away from Bloomington. Wow, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Trey, did you watch The Irishman? I never watched The Irishman, but it's, I heard it's a really long movie. It's about three and a half hours. I never got to it, but I, I, it's one of my, it's my list to watch. All right, let me just go through the list here. Uh, Carlito's Way. No. Okay, worth it. Donnie Brasco? Yeah, I've seen that. That's a good movie. That's, I've also seen Casino, too. That's, that's a really good one. Casino's great. I it's mean, good. it's... Yeah. It's like the also ran to Goodfellas, but when you don't compare it to Goodfellas, it's still objectively an excellent. Yeah. It sure. really is. And it's it's one of those two that if it's on TV, you just have to watch it. It's yeah. like no matter where you are in the movie, it's just such a great film to watch. All right, well, this... <laughs> Makes me like you even more, and I didn't know that was possible, but I love it. Uh, now let's get into stuff. The burning question on everybody's mind, how you feeling? How's the groin? How's recovery yeah. from surgery? Where are you in your recovery? Yeah, um, I'm actually feeling really good. Um, this, this, this past couple of weeks, 
I've taken some big time steps in my improvements. Um, I mean, last month I was kind of in and out doing some things, uh, not not moving great because I, I wasn't I wasn't expected to. But this month I've I've been moving really well. Um, I'm basically in everything um, practice wise except for um, live action. But I mean that's that's coming up pretty soon. But everything else I'm moving well. Um, obviously there's going to be some tenderness there because because of the surgery, but um, other than that, I feel really good. And I, I like, I like where I'm headed. How were you able to maybe work on any part of your game while you were going through this and, or just keep your spirits up when you couldn't be engaged with the rest of your teammates fully? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a huge mental battle for me um, because obviously I've, I've dealt with some adversity um, throughout my career here. Um, but I, I, I just think to myself, like it could always be worse. Um, and I could always be doing things that, other people um, would, love, would love to be doing Indiana playing basketball. So yeah, it could be worse. You could yeah. have been a student like Ward and me. It <laughs> could have been a lot worse. Just two idiots studying telecommunications. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I just try to put a perspective um, to the things I'm doing. Um, but like I said, it's it was a challenge, but I, I, I found ways to kind of help myself um, get through it. And that's why just being able to go out there and shoot a little bit each each week and looking forward to each week going to do a little bit more and more every week and taking my um recovery serious that is the one that was the big thing is just taking it serious and doing all the things i needed to do um and obviously our training staff's been great with tim garl he's been he's been excellent and cliff marshall have been both been really helpful um my recovery and they, they've got me there this this far so they we're, we're gonna keep going with it so I think it's probably fair to say, but correct me if I'm wrong, that when you came back from hurting your groin at the end of last year and you finished the season out, you weren't 100%. Like you, you especially at the end there at Wyoming and, and at the end, it just looked like the body was not allowing you to play the game that you play. And so much of your game is based on being able to go balls to the wall. I mean, let's just be honest. Um, how hard... How much was it hindering you at the end of last year? Yeah, it was really challenging. Um, coming, like you said, I wasn't 100%, um, but I wanted to be out there to help my team because it was the best time of the year just being able to go out there and compete, to be able to make the tournament. Um, I, I wouldn't want to miss that for the world. Um, and obviously, it made, made a setback for me, but uh, I, I really enjoyed being able to go out there and compete. But like you said, it was it was challenging because I, I wasn't able to be myself all the way because um, I couldn't do things that I normally do on a court, which is like basically defensively, I wasn't able to do as much as I like to. And so I think that really played a, a part a part of the game where I, mentally I wasn't fully there because I was just worried about my injury and not hurting anymore. But um, like I said, it, it, it's part of it. You got to play through injuries sometimes. Um, so um, I'm just excited and hoping for injury free season this year. So. So the, the school year is a few weeks in. Uh, just kind of give us a, an idea what's a, a, a weekday in the life of Trey Galloway right now between the basketball, the school. Is there time for, for any just fun stuff? Yeah, basketball, yeah. school, the hair, like include it yeah. all. Include yeah. it all. <laughs> I mean, I've actually this year, my coach will give me a hard time because I'm really, I'll be honest, I like to sleep in. Um, but <laughs> There's been there's been none of that this year because um, we're we're doing we're doing conditioning two times a week. Uh, obviously not two times like the the morning conditioning is two times a week. But obviously we're doing conditioning every day. But 
the, the scheduled times that we really have. Um, these these hard conditions are pretty early in the morning, so we got that. How more, early? I'm talking. I'm waking up before six. So, Ooh, that's yeah, they're, that's they're pretty early mornings. But um, each week, I mean, every day I'm up before eight o'clock, so that that's been challenging. But I, I think it's good for me, kind of just get in the routine of that. So I have to go to bed earlier. So just going to bed early, wake up in the morning, class. Um, my my class schedule is different each day. Some sometimes I have class at eight. Um, sometimes a little bit later, but it's mainly based what's the around... ratio. Sorry, what's the ratio between in class and over Zoom? Um, I'm I have three class, four classes in person, and then like one not Zoom, but like online classes. Okay, so it's yeah, it's it's, it's good. Um, just kind of getting out and be able to go to class and see people and see people back on campus has been fun. I mean, it's, it's nice to walk around right now, too, since it's not cold yet. But um, like I said, it's, we got that. And then we're at the gym for practice. We got lifts. So depends on the schedule. It changes each day. Um, but the, my day really obviously evolves around being on the court and being, being at the gym, doing treatment or different things. Okay. I've How, got um, this is a trivia question for the listeners, too. But you are looking at this on the wall every day. There's the weightlifting records in there. Do yeah. you know who has the all-time bench press record? I think it's for one rep and how much that weight is. It's Calvert, Calvert Chaney. And it's, it's above 300, I think. 335. 335, that's what it is, yeah. What a beast. It, Have you ever got it, to meet Calvert? Have you got to talk to him? I've met him once um, last year. or Yeah, last year for Hoosier Stereo. He's here. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Look, I did 315 this morning, so I'm not quite there, but no big deal. Um, so Trey, uh, and this may be a silly question because you're obviously doing a lot, but when you're walking around, do you have any pain in your injured in your injured groin anymore? Or are you and 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 how good does it feel to be pain free? Because obviously last year at the end you were not. Yeah. Uh, that's really nice. I mean, because Obviously, after the surgery, it took a couple of weeks. I was I was in a lot of pain because um, I had I had a deal with kind of learning how to walk again with all that. I mean, because obviously you're you're kind of limping on it and stuff. So just walking normal. I I, I was on the treadmill every day, walking. Um, and so now that it's it feels really good. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm even sprinting now. So nice. Um, now I'm really starting to cut and do different movements and defensive slides and stuff. So I mean, everything. It's feeling good. Obviously, there's going to be some some tenderness in there from the surgery still for for a little bit. But I mean, it feels it feels great just being able to go out and move and feel feel normal again. So beyond um, obviously the the surgery throws everything kind of out of whack as far as what your summer looked like. Yeah. But when you think about yourself as a basketball player going into your you know now third year, mm. what? What was the thing, kind of putting aside the injury for a second, what was the thing you wanted to work on the most coming into your third year? Was there something specifically that you wanted yeah. to really shore up? Um, I would say just uh, practicing more in game-like shots. Um, I think that's my biggest thing um, is just taking shots that I'm going to take in the game um, and, and just repeating those over and over again and just – being confident with the shots I'm going to take in the game. And I think doing game game rep 
um, shots and doing diff- different sets with those. It's, it's really important for me because I feel like I, you can do all the shooting in the world you want to, but if it's not game like, um, it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything. So I, I think just being able to take um, my shooting workouts um, like and making them important. I think that that was the biggest thing for me is just being able to have game like shots. How to, do you do yeah, that? How do you do you have like Isaac and the guys out there yeah, working with you? What's yeah, I mean, Isaac and all the GAs, they've been they've been really helpful for me and just making things on the court game like. And there's obviously a bunch of managers out there. They've they've been a great job, but just being out there and sprinting and doing all my reps hundred percent, trying to take more, like I said, game like shots. That's the biggest thing. And just getting to my spots early and being prepared and set and be, be ready to shoot it. That's the biggest thing. And obviously the other thing is confidence, just having that confidence and keep building that confidence through repetition. So that's, that's my biggest thing. How, I guess, different in his approach to you and the rest of the team shooting the way coach Woodson is just so encouraging. Like, do you, are you starting to feel the benefit of that, of a coach you've been with for over an, a year now who just wants you to take the shot when it's there, no matter what? For sure. Yeah, no, I, it, it, it's great. Um, Cause obviously he, he wasn't afraid to shoot it in college. <laughs> and um, and he, he's, he's always telling us that like he, every shot, he, every shot he took, he thought it was going in. That, that's, that's great. Um, because you want to be like that. You want to have guys around you that when they shoot it, they, they think it's going in. You think it's going in as well. So just having that confidence and spreading that confidence just by talking and seeing other guys make shots, I think that that's contagious. Um, it can it can help the whole team out in many ways, just um, talking to each other and making shots. Like you said, it all starts with him just being supportive. And obviously he wants us to put in the work in and we're, we're going to put it in. But if we do that, and he, he's going he's gonna to be there for us. And, behind us what would you say to all of hoosier nation who that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question like eric and i have never seen hoosier nation so fired up optimistic excited about a season in the time we've been doing this podcast and and honestly predating that but the question that does come back is like okay but where's the shooting gonna come from so where's where's the shooting gonna come from i mean i think all all the guards can make shots um like i said it's 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 all the guys that want to put in the time to to make shots in the game. You, you're gonna put you're gonna put the time in. And I think the guys that put the most time in and take the take the best reps and do the do the right things are, are gonna make sh- uh, shots in the game. And it's all about repetition um, and confidence. And I, I think all the guards are capable of making shots. Um, and we're gonna find the, whoever whoever's making them. We're gonna find that guy and we're gonna keep giving it to him during that game. And so it's just all about building each other up um, and, and competing with each other in practice. I think that's the big thing too. Just see who can come in and get the most shots up. So you can get the, do um, and get the most work in and stuff. So I, I think that's, we've done a great job of that. Just holding each other accountable all this off season, just making sure each guy's in the gym working on their game. There does seem to be an intensity of competition that, maybe didn't exist last year or even your first year with, you know, you got an older group of guys now, you know, it, it's funny because I still think of you as a newcomer and yet you're entering your third year, yeah. but you know, you got a bunch of veterans on this team and it does seem like everybody's taking it very seriously and, and the competition has to just be so intense in those practices and yeah. workouts. Yeah, no, it's, it's really intense because there's a lot of talent in the gym 
Um, and the coaches know that and they're, they're, it's really starting with them because they, they believe in us and they, they're really holding us accountable and kind of just reminding us every day, just how hard we have to work because we haven't proven anything. And obviously there's a, there's already a target on our backs of everyone um, with all the hype around um, our team and stuff. But like you said, that our coaches are keeping us humble and keeping us grounded and just saying, obviously we haven't, we haven't proven anything. Um, and because well, we, we, we haven't won much, um, but we, we, we're looking forward to it. And I, I think we got, we got a shot if we keep competing and keep doing the right things. I think we got it. We got a good chance. There's that coach. Yeah. You guys haven't done anything yet. Yeah, that's right. He's such- he, he's, yeah. He's, he's great. Um, Cause he's, he's going to tell you the truth. And that's one thing I like about him. He's not, he's not going to sugarcoat anything and lie to you. He's going to tell you the truth and what you need to hear. Um, and he's going to hold you accountable. I mean, if, if you want to win, um, make shots and do the right, I guess I do the right things. He's, he's going to let you know if you're doing that or not. Um, and it's been great to kind of hear from him and have him be really a, a pretty good leader. So. So along with the, 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 all the competition, the intensity of that and the tough love from the coaches and maybe even your other teammates, having been around you guys during the Hoosier fantasy experience, coach, good to see you. Yeah. Um, the, the chemistry between the team, I don't think you guys could have pretended that for so many days in a row. Like that seems like a very real thing, just enjoying each other's company. Can you speak to that a little bit and how that's, evolved over your time there yeah no I, I think it's really good i mean because i think we got a lot of guys that really like being around each other and you know sometimes you you don't get that but i think this group that we have right now um has been really good kind of just being able to like hang with each other um and be around each other because I, I think the coach has done a really good job with that too just mixing in guys with different workouts just being being able to text each other and tell us when like they're going to get shots up and stuff. And I, I think that's been really good. But I also think the freshmen have done a, a great job of just coming in and listening. Um, and it's so, sometimes you don't get that, but they, they've really done a good job of coming in, working real hard, um, listening to the older guys and kind of just following the lead. And it's, it's, it's up to the older guys to set a good example. But if we do that, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be set um, to have a good career. But I think, it's been really good just having everybody come together and be able to bond. It's been really cool. I, I think we'll get into some of the freshman stuff and your take on them individually. But I, I wanted to go back because you've said a couple things already about like taking your shoot out, your, your shoot arounds. And when you're getting shots of taking it more seriously, you know, look in high school, you had nothing but success, right? At the highest levels that you can have in Indiana state high school basketball. And you really athletic guy, strong you you had a college ready body probably by your what sophomore junior year you know you kind of were bigger than most people has it taken you a little bit of time just to kind of mature into I can't just rely on my natural you know gifts the the competition is so big I've got to find that other gear of work ethic because it, it almost sounds like what you've said is that you are finding that this year or have found it over the last year yeah no said um, in high school, you kind of you can get away with just being more athletic than guys, and quicker and faster and stronger. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't fly when you get to the Big Ten, obviously, because there's always just guys that are stronger and more physical. So I think just 
having two years under my belt and kind of going to see the difference in each year, I feel like I've gotten better. Even last year, finding ways to take different shots than what I'm usually usually used to taking, and I think it's been growing each and every year. And I think that's just watching films and being able to see where to be in the right spots, the right times, because there's always just places you can be on the court where you can you can find shots or you can find find ways to help other guys get open. And so, just I think watching film has been the big thing. Just being able to take take mental notes of um things going on i think for me not being able to do it not going to do much this summer just being able to watch um just watch my teammates and seeing things that i can do to help out or seeing things that i can do when i'm in that position to, to help my team has been really beneficial for me just to see all that this intellectual side of the game you are not just a coach's son you are a great coach's son and so I think you already were ahead of the curve. I know you were coming into Bloomington. Uh, now you have some really other great coaches around you. I do mm-hmm. wonder, especially in a stretch like this, where you've had to focus so much on that side of the game, do you do you still get on the phone or a FaceTime with your dad and talk shop and like, hey, dad, I just saw this in practice or in some film today and and just talk shop with them? Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes there, there, it's hard because he, he he's always wanted to talk basketball. And sometimes I'm just like, uh, I, I, I can't do that right now. So he'll, he'll try to talk about it. My, then my mom will try to get involved. And it's just the whole big fuss. But I, I, there's times where we can really kind of just talk after games and he can really just tell me what he sees. And obviously it's a, it's a great, great, I mean, great lesson from him because he, he's seen it all and he's been, been through a lot with the, the game of basketball. So it's just good to see a guy. Um, I can do a takeaways, uh, have takeaways from the game and be able to tell me what he sees. So that's been, that's been great kind of to be able to talk to him. I, about- I do though feel for you because your teammates, like they can talk to their parents about like, Oh man, this sucked. Or, you know, yeah. like just talk about class or something, but, but your dad does not want to talk about that. Your dad wants to talk <laughs> yeah. about why did you put up that shot with 13 minutes left in the game and the shot yeah. clock still had 25 seconds on. Yeah. I have sat next to your dad and mom at a couple games and I spend as much time watching them as I do the game because your dad bottles it all up during the game and you can just tell smoke is about to come out of his ears. Your mom lets it out. She's a fan like us, you know, she's out there and just such a great supporter, but like, have you had to have a conversation with them where it's like, guys, I just need you to be my parents here. I, I just, I need to be able to have an outlet and not talk about basketball. Um, No, I mean, they, they, they've done a great job. Um, I mean, my dad, he's all, he's obviously, he's done a great job, but he, like I said, he, after games, it's hard to talk to him, but like when I, when I cool down, it's easy to talk to him about basketball, but he, he knows when, when the, when they call me about basketball, when and that's not. why he's a great coach. He gets he, it. He knows he's when. checking in on things other than basketball. And they, they both done a great job. My mom, she doesn't even, she won't even bring it up at all. She just <laughs> likes to talk to me just to get to talk to me, see my face. Cause um she's just she's just so caring and stuff but no it, it's it's great they both do a really good job um of contacting me when i when they feel like I'm, something's up or after a game so it's, it's it's really cool to circle back to the hoosier fantasy experience where we beat eric's team both times and the second time by about 40 um 40. 
40. I mean, that was that was that you who laid it down who said we're going to get 60 and we're going to keep them under 20? They said keep them under 20, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what kind of what kind of dick move is that? We I mean, can't, what, just talking. I just gave up at halftime. I don't know. I didn't give up. I no, kept playing. playing you were playing hard. I played hard. Yeah. I rolled over Ward in the second half, I think. Yeah, yeah you did. Um, but besides those highlights, uh, <laughs> low low lights. <laughs> yeah, it's all relative. Um, what did you like? Because I imagine your interaction with fans a lot of the time is in passing. You're on your way to a workout or to class, or you're just trying to get a bite to eat. Um, yeah. But in in a weekend like this, whether it be the campers who came and you were coaching us up, or yeah. during the fan fest. Um, what is it like from your perspective going through a weekend like that, um, where it is so much about we're here to hang out with each other? Yeah. No, it was it was great. I mean, other than the fact that I lost my voice in the first day, <laughs> that was that was a struggle because I I couldn't voice what I was trying to say because I'm pretty I'm a pretty vocal guy. Um, I like to talk a lot, and so it was it was hard for me not to be able to kind of coach and do my thing with drawing because you, you know, you know where I was, I was drawing plays and stuff. I'm like, oh, I literally yeah. speak, but um, no, it, it was great. Just kind of seeing everybody come in there um, and put those uniforms on and just show, just see how much it meant to a lot of those guys. It was really cool experience. Just kind of, cause obviously like you guys are great basketball players, but <laughs> it was you sure a, are a great liar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, even like, some of the guys that weren't weren't so good. It was just it was really cool to see them come in there and compete um, and see all of our guys interact with them. Um, and I, I think our guys did a really good job of interacting with you guys and kind of just having a good time and taking it all in um, and being able to be able to have the whole experience was was special. The the amazing thing about that weekend and, and the fantasy camp specifically is, you know, you have a lot of really successful people that are paying good money to be part of that. You know, people that are in their forties, fifties, some sixties that have lived a life and multiple lives in some cases and built businesses and made really good money and are super financially successful. And yet they come onto that court and they're with you guys, a bunch of 18 to 22 year olds, 23 year olds. And you are the people they're looking up to. You know, yeah. it, it has like, I wanted to say it levels the playing field, but it doesn't. It takes them from here and puts them down here and you guys are up here. And yeah. it just is such a unique experience. It's what, it's, to your point, it's because of what it means to yeah. play at Indiana University yeah. and, and how special it is. And that's really what we hope, like we want you guys, the players to to get entertainment out of it and enjoyment which i'm sure you do especially if you're coaching ward which is why you lost your voice in day one because of all the yelling but but we also want you to realize and and i think for somebody like you or or uh anthony or trace who kind of grew up in the state of indiana you may not need it as much but for the whole program and coaches kenya yeah yeah feeling that is something we really wanted um, you to experience because we, we think that's important. We, we do. We think that, you know, having pride in where you're at and realizing how special it is, is, is why Woody is there. Truthfully. Yeah. For sure. I, I thought it was, it was really cool. Like you said, just them kind of 
listening. I think that's the biggest thing. You guys, a lot of those guys really just listen and want them to be coached. Um, and I think it was really cool for us to kind of be able to go out there and coach because we're the ones that are like to have, have to listen to the coaches and have to understand. And we, we understand where their frustration comes from, the coaches and stuff. But <laughs> it, it was it was it was a really cool experience. Like you said, just like you said, like those guys want to put those uniforms on and understand just playing playing a game in assembly hall is special. Not many people can say they get a chance to do that. So just saying guys get to be in that been be in that gym and be in that uh, arena is just it's really cool. From your perspective, and I don't know, I, I X had mentioned this and a couple other people, something similar, uh like they hadn't coached before. And then they got a new perspective on coaching. And I don't know if you've coached a youth team or something like yeah. that, but, but did it give you a better appreciation and understanding for, for what your coaches and your father go through? Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. But I, I've coached a couple of teams before at camps and stuff, but actually I coached earlier this summer, like a, I think it was like a nine to 11 year old team for the Indiana basketball camp. Comparable so, skill yeah. set, is comparable it, skill set to what? No, yeah, no, I was going to ask, is it safe to say that this was the worst team you ever coached? <laughs> no, this team was pretty good. We, we were pretty good. We, we had a couple tra- we had a trade that kind of hurt us a little bit. Uh, oh it. God. But, um, <laughs> but I really liked our team and it, we, I, I love the way we went out against um, Eric's team and one, I think, I think we won 60 to 18 or something like that. But no, no, we had more than 18 points. You, you did get 20, and 20? I think we had like 59. We came yeah. really close to what you had assigned us to do. Yeah. Because half, it was at halftime, it was, I think it was 25 to, no, at least 30 to like eight or something. You, yeah. Yeah, okay. You All right. We get it. Double up yeah, what we, we got in the first half. Did you, did you want to beat us? more badly because i was on that team be honest i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say no <laughs> and i'm gonna say yes <laughs> well, of course ward, you would ward ward. Come, i said i said i said ward who do you want to guard he said you know who i want to guard he said i said don't let him score but well it, it was my it was my career high in points I, just so you know garbage buckets it was my <laughs> no there are no garbage buckets all right all right let's get back to indiana university basketball let's jump a little bit into the time machine and go back to the beginning of last year obviously big coaching change the guy that brought you in and the 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 staff that brought you in was was largely changed out you know Mm -hmm. for for a new staff and i know you know obviously archie and and tom and those guys were the guys recruiting you and that and and you built a relationship with them um, you're a guy that kind of through high school has experienced continuity because, you know, you played for your dad, obviously yeah. at Culver. How hard was it for you to just deal with this kind of seismic shift in the coaches that brought you in are gone and the next day here's somebody new? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was difficult. Um, I mean, cause there's just so many questions going on during that time um, after the season, cause obviously there's a lot of speculation going on. Um, within the program, and because uh, obviously we, we we struggled that my freshman year, and it, it was it was a challenging year for everybody. Um, but after that year, I think it it was really just challenging to kind of go through that. Um, but I think I did I did a really good job of kind of just keep keeping and maintaining myself, and kind of not really speaking out to anybody, kind of just keeping myself um, during that change. And I, I I really trusted what Scott Dolson was going to do. Um, I told him that from day one after the, after the 
um, the staff had, had left. I, I, I told him from day one, I was like, I, I trust you because he's got asked my opinion on, on everything. I, I told him I trusted him and I, I was going to be behind him no matter what. Hmm. Um, so I, I think obviously this is a great decision. I'm with Coach Washington, I love him. And the guys that he brought along were great. We kept, obviously, Coach Hunter. I, I have a really good relationship with him. Um, and then we got Brian Walsh now. So it's a good relationship with him as well. And then, obviously, I talked about y'all already. But just those those guys, it's been it's been really good to kind of build that relationship with them, um, even though those aren't the guys that recruited me. But I think after last year playing and getting a year under – um, Coach Wilson's bow. I, I feel like I've I've proven um, what I can do to them, and they, they've gained my trust. So I, 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 that really makes me feel good. Well, the one new member of the team uh, on the coaching side, on the staff side of things, I should say, is a Hoosier legend in Jordan yeah. Holes, and I know his his role is somewhat you know limited in terms of. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it is to be a coach or to be a part, you know, in his case, the director of recruiting. Yeah. What's it like? Just were were you old enough to remember Jordy at IU? And like, what's it mean to you to have him back? Not only as like somebody you looked up to, but as this incredible basketball player yeah. who retired early from his profession to be with you guys. Most well, definitely. I mean, yeah, I definitely remember him growing up. Um, those those really good teams. I mean, and it, it's great that kind of have him back and see him come back and see so many people happy about it. It's really cool. And just to have his family back in Bloomington. Um, that's just, that's something special to him. I, I know it's, it's a really cool experience for him, but I, I love it for us too. Cause I, I think he, he can really help because he's, he's been through it and he, he's, he's played at the highest level. Um, and he, he's, he's won a lot of games at Indiana and he, he's been on a successful team. So I think, just be able to talk to him throughout the season and, and get get a get a word from him. It will be really helpful for us because, like I said, he he's seen it and he knows what it takes to win at IU. Um, so I, I really I really appreciate him coming back um, and being part of the staff. So it's it's going to be really cool. On the court uh, last year, what was the hardest part for you to adjust to as far as Woody's new system? It's a good question. Thank you. That's the first one, Ward, today. First one, good question. I got it, not you. Um, you want a cookie? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of like, with the way we play, it's kinda, it kind of suits me. Because hmm. obviously we, we play fast, fast pace, and I, I can play fast pace, or well, we can slow it down and run sets, and I can do that too. So I, I think just kind of learning – every day from him it was it was good but also challenging because there's things obviously that he does that many other coaches don't do um and so you got to really pay attention and listen to the little details that he's he's telling you because if you don't listen he's he's going to get you for it he, he sees everything on the court he he can go back and watch film or he'll, he'll see it in fast time and know what's going on here here and here um and he's he's going to get you if you don't if you don't know what you're doing so i think just Paying attention to the little details was the biggest thing for me. Um, but once once you get them and you kind of understand them, it's 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 I think it's pretty simple. We we've heard a lot from people on how, including from Kenya and Yah, on how his defensive strategy is just so different than anything in college basketball. Now we know that Archie ran. We don't talk about the just like Bruno. We don't talk about the pack line, but 
pick well, you, we don't talk about Bruno. You know yeah. we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, I've got kids. Of course I do. Yeah, so we don't talk about pack line, but now we're talking about it. But obviously, Archie ran the pack line, and Coach Woodson kind of comes from a much more NBA mentality, especially yeah. when it comes to rotations and how you guard the pick and roll. Um, was that that kind of, you know, totally flipping your your mindset? Was that difficult to, to grasp at the beginning? Um. I mean, yeah, it, it was it was definitely challenging um, for the first couple of weeks um, because different guys are learning different positions, and you got to the rotations is all a big time thing. And it's a lot, it's a lot of things that people just don't really see or or know about because you're not there. Um, but I think, like I said, just paying attention to the little details um, and being able to talk to your teammates and do the right things. I, I think that that was the biggest thing is just being able to talk and be in the right spots. Um, and once you, once you get that down, uh, it became pretty easy. And obviously we still have a lot of work to do um, because it's, it's only the first year. And so we got to still have to repeat it and kind of put it back in because refresh our memory with it. Cause we're obviously we've had some time off. So just being able to refresh our memory with everything that we've been taught by him and doing the things that he, he's put, put in place. We got to, we got to keep, keep it up and, keep repping it out you you picked it up pretty quickly as a squad enough to the point where you were one of or arguably for most of the season the best defensive team mm-hmm. in, in the big 10 but with the guys who've come back a year longer in the system the freshman coming in whose athletic profile and from yeah. all reports their their just willingness to learn um, yeah. and having a bunch of upperclassmen around them who can help them learn I mean, am I wrong in being excited that like this defense that already vaulted to the top of the defenses, not just in the conference, but in the country, like, can you guys take it to another level this year? I think we can. Um, Cause that's one thing coach preaches is defense. And he said, he said, if you can't play defense, you're not going to play. So I think that's, that's the main thing. Is that, that's our main focus is just being able to get stops and being ferocious um, that, that's one thing he really wants to be is play hard because um, you're, you're going to make mistakes on the defensive end, but that's why you got your teammates there to be able to, to help you out. Um, so I think the biggest thing for us is playing hard on defense and being able to lock in and get stops because there was times towards the end of the season last year um, or throughout the season, we were great the whole game defensively, but there, there's, there's breakdowns towards the end of the games that you can't have. And so I think that, that plays a role in conditioning, but also just the being able to be mentally um, strong and being able to find ways to get stops. And is that like a muscle you're working on too, you're developing through your college career of just being able to focus and concentrate for 40 yeah. minutes? Yeah, the concentration thing is really is really challenging because um, you get fatigued and obviously the body stops working the way it doesn't, doesn't work the way you want it to. So you gotta you gotta use your mind and tell yourself that you're not tired, um, even though you are, because I mean it's it's a long game and there's there's long possessions that you, you're guarding for 30 seconds and that's not easy, um, but you gotta do it to win games. Um, and I think that's that's the biggest thing, just be able to lock in and find ways to get stops at the end of the games is is, is the biggest key to winning. All right, so let's talk about last year. The season starts, couple cupcakes at the beginning, and then we play St. John's. Mm-hmm. And 
big game. You know, it's part of the Gavit games. It's a home game, good environment. We end up winning that game, but yeah. it definitely wasn't worth the loss that we suffered, which was you breaking your wrist in that game on a nasty fall. I mean, I know you went through it a little in high school too, but and you dealt with some injuries already in your college career, but how heartbreaking was that? Like all the excitement of this new year, new era, new coach, and then that happens. How did you yeah. handle that mentally? Uh, well, it was, yeah, it was, like I said, it was really difficult um, because I, want, I wanted to be out there and I was really excited for the season. I thought we had a um, a really good chance. I mean, we, we did. We still did really well. Um, but I think um, just not being able to be out there with my teammates and being able to play in some of those really um, great games really hurt. Um, just not being able to go to Syracuse and play there, that hurt. Yeah. Um, started the Big Ten games and some of those games I missed was just really challenging for me because I wanted to be out there because um, I, I love competing and love being with my teammates. So I think it was the, the biggest battle was just not being able to do anything for a little bit. Um, we kind of had to sit there and watch practice and not be involved. That was that was the biggest thing that kind of hurt me. Uh, but I, I felt like I, I dealt with it pretty good. I, I tried not to make any excuses and work my butt off with Coach Cliff and TG and um, I feel like I had a pretty good, strong, strong comeback when I, when I came back. So, well, let's talk about that because your first game back is against number thirteen ranked Ohio State, who was having a great start to the year, and I think everybody was excited for you coming back, but everybody was kind of, you know, lowering expectations because it's your first game back. Like he's got to get his win back. Uh, you you had one of your best games of the year. I mean, you had an unbelievable game, and you kind of showed everything that you offer to the team. You scored eight points. You had four assists and three rebounds, I believe, in that game, you know, on three of five shooting. And you helped spur in 20 minutes of playing time this huge win for the program, which it was. Mm -hmm. How good did it feel to not just get back on the court, but get back and seemingly not even not miss a step? It seemed like you were better than you had ever been. Yeah. No, it meant a lot to me. Um, because there was a lot of tough times throughout those couple of months where I was really down. Um, and I, I, like I said, feeling sorry for myself. But I, there, there was times where I, I did feel sorry for myself, but I, I knew I had to fight through it um, and keep working. And like I said, just Cliff really helped me stay in shape. And that was my biggest thing I wanted to do. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't play basketball, but I can, I can, I can still run and do the thing. So I saw my legs. So I was still able to stay in shape and find ways to um, be in basketball shape so that when I, when I came back, I was ready. But how um, do you do that, Trey? Because that, it seems like, look, not, not to compare you to uh, me or Ward, but like I run, okay. I run on a treadmill and I run a lot, but I'm not in shape. And I'm certainly not in even I couldn't run up and down the basketball court twice without being tired. 45 yeah. and not I a know, very I good know, but, athlete. <laughs> but fair enough. But there is a difference between being in running shape and yeah. basketball shape. Yeah. And how yeah. did how did you keep yourself in basketball shape? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of stopping and cutting involved. I mean, because obviously on a court it's different than running a treadmill. Right. I did treadmill work um where I was I was increasing the speeds and increasing the height. Uh, uh, there, there were spurts where I, I would, I'd be running pretty fast in the treadmill. So I don't think you could 
you get to those kind of speeds, but how fast, how fast do you get it? What's the number that you I, go the fastest? I don't even know. I, don't, I think it, like I was up to like, it wasn't like anything crazy fast, but I, I got up to like 13, but that's, at a, that's like a two minute spurt though. So, <laughs> 13 i don't think my treadmill has 13 on it well 12, 12.5 or something like that oh good lord when i hit six it's like let, yeah, let's when that's I the afterburner sure i have the sensor in my hand just in case i fall off somebody needs to pull the ripcord on this thing um, um look, so so obviously that game was a huge deal the ohio state game you come back and you just you kick ass and it starts a really good stretch of of games for you yeah but can we just talk about the purdue game at large <laughs> like you're born and raised in indiana closer to that school than the the good school but yeah. but you know full well what that rivalry means you yeah. know what it's been as of late and can yeah. you just take us through th that experience of being an assembly hall with yeah. that kind of frenzy going on and you guys coming out on top? Yeah, I mean, it, the experience was incredible. Nothing like it. I mean, assembly hall was, it was just, I can't even put into words just how crazy it was, but just the emotions you felt throughout that game were insane. I mean, obviously, with Rob Fennessy having one one of the best games of his career was just it was it was great to see that. But just being being able to say I played in that game and made an impact was just really cool because um, obviously it's our rivalry, but they were at the time one of the best teams in the country, one of the most hot teams in the country. So just being able to um, say we came out on top and you know say we won that game was I think it helped our season in many ways. Um, like I said, just going out there and playing in front of all those fans and the experience that it was and having the fans come on the court was something that I'll never forget. Eight points, two assists, four rebounds in that game. Uh, went to the free throw line, hit four of six, played 24 minutes, two of four from the field. I mean, we don't win the game without you. That's the truth. Like, yes, Rob hit the shot. Um, but there were that game was so interesting for many reasons, not the least of which is Rob, who had been struggling all year, had the best game of his career. Trace, who had an incredible All-American year, struggled mightily in that game. Michael Doerr, who hadn't done much, came in and played big yeah. minutes in that game. You know, like it was such a it reminded me of an old school Indiana Purdue game where the rankings don't matter. You roll the ball out and. Who knows what's going to happen because the rivalry just levels the playing field. And it just felt like we wanted it the way we were supposed to want it in that game. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I mean, cause the, the everyone, everyone knows what it means for each school um, and the state. And it's going to be a battle every time you go out there. I'm obviously the game at Purdue. I wish I was able to play in that one, but I wasn't that game came out on the wire. Um, yeah. So it, it, every game has always usually been pretty close between Purdue and IU. Um, and, and both teams won it really bad. And, and I, I think we, we prepped in that game and just did all the right things. And I think the biggest thing was our defense um, to hold them to 65 points and kind of just, cause they, they, they're known for being able to score and get out and go. And I think, our defense really was the main reason we won that game.
Um, and I'm, I'm really proud of our team for that one. All right, so let's skip ahead to the Big Ten tournament, which has not treated Indiana well. What you got something? Just as as a upperclassman leader of the team, there there was this dark stretch. Northwestern sure. was involved. There's five games in a row you lost, and this this was feeling really familiar to all of us watching yeah. from from the the bleachers. Um, when coach talks about establishing a culture. That's all fine and dandy to talk about. But can you talk about, like, what did that, what happened at Northwestern, not specifics of it, but that it happened and the result of it, and in the midst of losing five games in a row, the season could have gone off the rails. We've seen yeah. that happen very recently. Yeah. How do you think that uh, informed the program moving forward? How how did things start to get better rather than worse? Yeah. Well, I mean, we all know that time – you can either be winning or losing. And it's, it's, it's a bad time to be losing during that time and then that stretch of Big Ten games because you want to be at your best at the end of February, in the middle of February, going into March, when you be playing your best basketball. And we really weren't playing our best basketball during that time. So it was challenging because we knew we were right there. And there's so many games where we, we had that we could have won, but it just came down to little things that we – we could control, but we weren't controlling. So I think like coach Wilson said, just having that culture and following it and knowing what we need to do is something that's really important. And I think we built that culture towards the end of that year by just believing um, that we can still make the tournament. And that was the big thing for us was just believing in each other, even though we're losing, like you said, five games in a row. Um, it was, it was, it was hard because we, it's not, it's not, it's not easy losing. So I, I think like being able to come together and rally together at the end of the season really, really showed me and showed the coaches that we, we, we were, had a good culture going on towards the end of the year. All right. Then we enter the big 10 tournament and the first team we're playing is a team that just absolutely waxed us. Not long yeah. before that. Uh, a game that I think embarrassed everybody, truthfully, the way that you listen to kind of everybody talk about it. I think everybody feels like how we came out after the Purdue game, it was in the wake of that game. Like we just weren't ready and we got beat yeah. in every aspect. And it seemed like we were headed down the same path until something happened at halftime that, that clicked in for everybody. Now the score didn't really reflect that until about eight minutes later but what was your perspective on halftime and the mindset of the team coming out of the tunnel going into the second half? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's nothing that Coach Wilson really said that was different than anything else that he's been saying all year that we just got to believe and compete. And we weren't really competing in that first half. We were, we were came out dead and they came out making shots and we were rebounding and everything, but we came out in the second half, and I think our biggest thing was we really started to compete and believe because um, we, we got a little hope there. Like you said, in that stretch, um, that 14 minutes, like going in to the 10-minute mark, we we really came together. I remember there's one specific moment where we came together in a huddle on the court. With about, I think I'm not sure how much time was left, but we were down probably 15. We're like, we got nothing to lose. Like, there's this this is it for us. Like, we, we win this game. 
we have a better chance of tournament. We lose, and we're not making a tournament. So we we got nothing to lose right now. Like we got to come out here and believe. Who who led that? Do you remember? Was somebody more vocal in that than than others? I, mean, I was just. I remember myself. I I was asking everybody. I asked all four guys around me, like, "Do you believe?" And everyone was like, "Yes." And I was like, "Let's let's go." Like so, I, I remember asking that, and everyone was saying, "Yeah, we believe." So that was really cool of me. I remember doing that in the huddle after I think Trace was shooting free throws, and we kind of huddled up. And I said. He asked each one, everyone was like, who, who, who believes? Like, now, I got I want to focus on that, Trey. That's such a cool moment. Um, is that something that you think you would have even been comfortable doing the year before? Or is that something that you have to like grow into as a, as a, that's a leader moment. You know, you, you led in that moment. How do you know in that moment that it's right for you to do that? Um, I mean, I think it's kind of just instincts, but. I don't know if I would do it. My I would have done it my freshman year, um, but I think as the year went on, we kind of became more tight and tight. And I feel like I, I can be the guy that's vocal on the court and kind of talk um, throughout the game. And I, I feel like that's one thing I, I can be that calming presence and be able to be there for guys and talk to them. So I, I think just in that moment, I felt I felt like it was needed because we needed a boost and we needed a spark and I think we got that right after that and we started we started making shots and getting stuff so it was just really cool to kind of be a part of that and say it's, I was it's there. awesome and it also what's interesting is when you look at the stats from that game you set season highs for yourself in two categories in that game do you know did you even realize that you did that no, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what it was. You set a season high for yourself in assists with five which is to me like you're the playmaker. You know, obviously Xavier yeah. has the ball in his hands a lot when he's in there, but a leader is the a playmaker is a leader in many ways. And in steals, you, you had three steals in that game. You played 28 minutes in that game out of 40. Like a lot came together for you in that game that is indicative of that moment where you kind of got everybody to articulate that yes, they did believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and then what what did it feel like when you guys went on that run? It was historic. Yeah, no, it was insane. Um, I mean, because you're looking up the scoreboard, and the, the league keeps getting cut and cut, and you're seeing, and we're keep we keep just chipping away at the at the score. And I, once we got to ten, we all kind of looked at each other like we're we're gonna win this game. Um, and because remember Trace dunked it and had a fast break and. We kind of just came together and we're like, if we keep getting stops, they they can't score on us because our defense was just at that time we were all clicking, and they were just frustrated and they weren't making shots. So I think we knew if we kept getting stops, we're gonna get the right shots we wanted to get. It all worked out. And you take that belief into the Illinois game. Who'd crushed you guys earlier in the season? Yeah. Now that one's on me and Eric. We were there. That no. never helps, dude. What? Don't even try to put it on me. You motivated Kofi Cockburn in that game. Look, we don't need to get into the details of that with Trey. It's <laughs> it's boring. I, I might have been talking to Kofi more than I should have. Yeah, and then Kofi started talking trash back to him every time he did something good. He motivated him. It, it blew up in my face. It did. It did. Okay. Uh, I thought I was helping out. Turns out I wasn't, but it, <laughs> I wasn't in Indianapolis. So it was irrelevant. You guys had found something. Uh, and, and, and I guess because it is, it's like general, it's basically the same personnel that's out there. It's the same dudes yeah. going after it. Um, 
like, can you put into words besides belief, what you'd found that then allows you to, to slay one giant after another? Um, well, like I said, we, we, I think it really helped us playing that first game and in that first game on our belt. Cause we came in that game with some, with some energy. And I think they, they probably were kind of just sitting there. Um, they, they beat us the first time pretty bad. So they're probably just thinking like, ah, we'll deal with these guys again. Um, but that, that wasn't the case. And like I said, we did believe um, we did. We, we could beat them. We, we could be any team in the Big Ten. And so that, that was our mentality coming out there from the jump. And I, we got up to a really good start um, and spark, got, got a good spark going. And I think going into halftime, we knew we had them right where we wanted, wanted them. And coming out of the second half, we, need, we knew we needed to play even harder because we were tired, obviously, from the, the day, day before. But we couldn't make excuses because, like I said, it was, it was still do or die. We didn't know if we were going to make the tournament or not. So just playing – just that extra hard was, 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 was great. Well, and you had another great game. Eight points, two rebounds, two assists. But I got to bust your balls on something. I know what you're going to say. I mean, we got to talk about the play of the game where for a moment you looked like me and Ward. <laughs> no, I know exactly. Is that fair? Is that fair? No, for sure. Yeah. I, so. Because you come about the one I the steal and when I lost it. Yeah, so I think Race got the steal, throws it up to you. You've got no, nothing. I stole you I stole it. You stole it. You got nothing but daylight in front of you. Yeah. Well, so I was thinking like, because I, I I didn't dunk in warm ups because obviously I was dealing with my groin injury. So I was thinking like, am I gonna dunk this right now? Like, it's really worth it to hurt my groin even more. To dunk <laughs> the ball because it's gonna it's gonna ice the game away. But I was just like. What am I going to do here? Am I going to do a reverse dunk? I, I was thinking what dunk I was going to do. I, I didn't know. So then I literally wasn't even thinking about the balls. Looking behind and then just lost it. Now, how hard is it in the moment to just put that behind you and you got to D the hell up now because we're in like a one possession game here. Yeah. How difficult is that, Trey, to just put that behind you? You know, they talk about it with major league closers all the time that the best closers have the shortest memories. You just have to forget the thing that didn't go well and put it behind you. Were you able to do that in that game? I was. Yeah. I mean, I remember looking down and I was like, Oh, but I remember Curbelo tapped me on, tapped me on the back. and was like, it's good, good play. I was like, "Ah, yeah, I remember when he did that too. I wanted you to knock him the, you know what out. Uh, Now we were talking the whole game. He's, he's a good dude. Um, Me and him get along, but no, I, yeah, I, I kind of just knew. I was like, all right, I can't do anything about that. We just got to get a stop, which we did. Um, we got another stop, and th- those last two minutes were one of the craziest experiences I've been a Insane. part of. Insane, but I got to know. So you win that game. How quickly after winning that game? Because if you have friends that are really good friends, they support you in a moment like that, you know, mm-hmm. tell you, come on, get your head up. But if they're really good friends, then they bust your balls mercilessly afterwards because you won. So how quickly did somebody come and bust your chops for that play after the game was won? My dad. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, guys? He's like, you lose it or something? So it was, I, I never, on fast breaks, I always, I always finish those. I don't, I don't know what happened. I think I got too excited or something. But Well, it is funny because I think that, like, as far as finishing, you're one of the best finishers that Indiana has had in a really long time. You're strong. You're athletic. Like, I think your finishes are, are like, the best part of your game is how you finish mm-hmm. and, and your playmaking. 
um, which is what made that so, I think, shocking to everybody. But exactly. but I do want to – you have the best floater on the team and the best floater we've seen in a long time. Is that something you work on a lot, just repeating those floaters in the lane? Yeah. Because I, I used to shoot them at a very young age when I was younger. But like you said, when I got to high school, I kind of went away from it because I could finish at the rim. Ah. And so I, I, I wanted to come back to those. And I think my dad played a big part of that. And because he's like, you got to get your floater back. Cause I knew there's, it was going to be able to get to the rim every time. And so that was one thing I've been comfortable a lot um, in my game is floaters. And I, when I hurt my wrist um, in high school, I worked a lot on my left hand, my floaters and stuff. So just being able to shoot both hands with floaters. I think that that was a really big part of my game. And then obviously when I hurt my wrist, this year, I it's all I did was shoot floaters. So you cut, you don't really hold it with the left hand. I kind of just got up there and shot a bunch of floaters when my wrist was hurt. So, oh, that's that interesting. Really- all right. I also love it because it prevents. You see so often the charge. You mm-hmm. know, guys that get the ball in there, they go all the way to the bucket, and then it's a charge. Your floater. It's like you stop when you're supposed to stop and put up that little yeah. six foot floater. It's awesome. It's it's yeah. fun to watch. So, the incredible stretch in the Big Ten tournament leads to a, a selection night for the NCAA tournament that uh, I think all of us felt way more confident in than apparently we should have. Because yeah. talk to us about the mixture of emotions of like, yeah, your name's called. You finally got into the tournament as an Indiana yeah. Hoosier, but it's in the first four. What's up with that? Yeah, no, I, I think we were all kind of, surprised by that um because we we all knew we were, we were going to get in but we didn't know it was going to be like that um because that that was yeah that was something that i i kind of was surprised by um honestly and but we, we like you said we you can't really once it happens it happens so you got to really focus in on the task at hand but i mean it, it was challenging because we we had that game on saturday i think the game was on saturday mm-hmm. uh, Saturday and then we had the select the Sunday Sunday and then and we're traveling on Monday to Dayton so it was a really short turnaround I think it was it was we were traveling on Monday or Tuesday but it was a really short turnaround uh, especially for me dealing with that injury I think that was really challenging because I, I needed a little bit of time to recover from my groin that I was playing on but I think um, that that first four is not easy for anybody because you go straight from your your, your tournaments and you're going straight to that and it's hard because you're playing obviously it's in Dayton so it's not a, it's not an easy place to get to but um I'm just glad we were able to win that game and actually make it well what I mean because you, you go to Indiana to be a, a part of winning and mm-hmm. whether it be the Purdue game or the couple of games in the Big Ten tournament or now you're in the NCAA tournament did, did you have were you able to take any moments and be like yeah, I mean, the last couple of years have been rough and you've been battling through injuries, yeah. but, like, it's happening. Like, it's happening at, like it's supposed to at IU. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely a moment. Like, after the, the Dayton game, uh, for how difficult that was, the traveling experience, it was still pretty good. It's it still pretty fun. Just being – just celebrating that win. Um, and being with my teammates is a great experience just being able to travel out to Portland. Um, but I mean, we were, we were tired, um, but we couldn't make any excuses. But like I said, it was, it was, it was a rough game for us. 
um, that first game, and we we struggled tremendously um, in every aspect of that game. And he said they they were just waiting for us, and it was hard for us to kind of prepare for them. But you can't make any excuses because it's tournament time, and you got to play your best basketball then. But um, unfortunately, we didn't, and got bounced in the first round. So it was it was definitely a really challenging experience to be able to have that and go go through that the first round. Yeah, Trey, you're a gym rat. You've been around basketball since you could breathe. And you made it to the NCAA tournament this year, this last year. How much does getting that just little taste of it motivate you to get back and stay there and go further? Um, it means everything. Uh, just because you, you grow up watching the tournament and – that's your dream is being able to play in that tournament and be able to win games and go to the final four. Um, and that, that's one thing I think a lot of us return guys have really focused on is just, I mean, because we didn't like, we weren't satisfied with just that. And especially the beating that we got put on us. It was, it was embarrassing to us. Um, and I, it, it means a lot to us to be able to put on that Jersey and play for Indiana and play for, for that history. Um, and, to make the tournaments it's expected here. So um, we got to go out and do that every day. And it starts now and it started right after then. So right after that, see, right after that happened, we, we knew that we had to get back to work and there's a lot to prove and having trace and race and those guys come back means everything. Cause we, we know what we got to do. Um, we've been there, we've experienced it now and we know what it takes to, to make the tournament and go far, farther and farther. So so I said, we just got to get to work and keep working and maintain that throughout the whole year. You talk about the reverence for the history of IU basketball. Um, and with Coach Woodson coming back, he's a big part of that. With Jordan yeah. Holes coming back, he's a big part of that. I do wonder, uh, in the new era, in the new regime, uh, how how much have some of those other guys come back and talk to you? And are there any particular IU legends players that have come through that have really helped you or inspired you um, now yeah. that it's kind of one big happy family again? Yeah, I mean, it's been great kind of seeing everybody back in and forcing, because obviously my first year, COVID really affected that. Sure. But um, the last year was great seeing guys come in that were, that played with Woody um, and, the guys that played here and seeing those guys and meeting them. But I think the one guy that really helped me um, that play here is Randy Woodman. Mm. Uh, Cause he was, he was obviously part of the staff a little bit being back and forth, but just kind of understanding from him. Cause he played in great teams here and was a great player. Um, he, he's, he's been around the game forever. So he knows, he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. So trying to get as much as I can from him, and hearing what he has to say about everything was good because he even told us about their tournament run and how everything went with him. So just you know, be able to hear that and know what it takes to, to win is really cool to hear from him. Yeah. Who is your favorite guy to guard in the Big Ten? Like who, the last year, who was your guy that you were like, I'm going to lock this son of a bitch up? Um. I don't know. I mean, whoever I get put on, I'm gonna try to do my best on. Oh, that's a cop out. You're trying to give the other this other guy bulletin board material. Like that's that. We don't want that out there. He knows. He knows. I respect. I respect everybody. 
Oh my god! Don't give us this cliche bullshit. We get on the court. I'm, I'm, yeah, then you don't respect anybody. I like that. Okay. Uh, let's get into some fun Bloomington stuff. You've been there now for a few years. Where's your favorite place to eat? Ooh, this changes a lot. I mean, okay. obviously, the, the best place, number one, is Viva Mas. Mm. Next spot. Where is that? It's so it's over there by College Mall. Wow. All right. Next with like McAllister's and everything. But I go there probably once a week. So if you go there, you'll probably see me. Okay. Honestly. All right. So there you um, go. All, all you ladies out there, <laughs> yeah. if you want to run into Trey Galloway, start hanging out at the Mexican restaurant by College Mall. <laughs> They're going to see their business go up like 300% starting tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, that place is good. But I, also, I like, I like, um, I like Nick's. Sure. Nick's is really good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. What's your order at Nick's for food? What are you getting at Nick's? Um, that, you know, the tenderloin sandwich. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. That's, really, that's really good. Um, I don't really like the best fries. Okay. Like I like the regular fries. And then I, I, I sometimes have to get the mozzarella sticks. It's not very healthy, but I have to get them sometimes. I love those mozzarella sticks. They're really good. Trey, have you had a 21st birthday yet? No, I'm 20. Okay, so then we won't talk about your favorite place to get a libration. <laughs> libration? Libration? What's that? Libation. Libation. Well, because no. it'll be liberated to have next a libation. Year. Next year. We'll talk 21. to him next year about that. So, when do you turn 21? November. November. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're almost there. Um, yeah. Dessert, then. It, when you're you're having a cheat day, what yeah. what's your go-to dessert? Um, The Dairy Queen. Um over there uh, is that west i said we don't know what you're pointing at it doesn't matter <laughs> well the dairy queen, i think the only dairy queen was maybe yeah um, uh, dairy what's, queen what's is your order so good i get the um what's it called i have my blanket on this the blizzard the oreo blizzard yeah yes great I get that or i go to jiffy treat that's a good spot that i hit you're not a chocolate mousse guy no i'm uh my coach is really time like no sugar and stuff like that and so uh, he, makes, okay. he makes me get the uh, i forget what it's called but there's some there's some ice cream you can get there it's got some got it favorite soda. pizza favorite pizza um probably mother bears okay can't go wrong least yeah. favorite class you've taken while in bloomington it's hard because i, I don't want to like um it's okay you could go you could go with your favorite class come on hard. we that'll be harder oh uh, yeah okay well uh least yeah because you don't have one all right all yeah, right all right there. all right well you better call somebody out on this it's late you're in an alley yeah and three giant dudes are coming at you wearing purdue and- shirts and you're going to have to fight. And you only get one person on your team that you get to pick to fight with you. Who's the person you're picking to fight? And just for the record, some other guys have picked you. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm about to go with Trace. Nice. Yeah. I mean, nice. If you get me and Trace together, it's, it's going down. All right. And which is the guy 
that you would pick last <laughs> to be in the fight with you against the three big dudes. Say Eric. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'd probably say like one of the freshmen. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're too they're too cool right now. They're, yeah, they're uh, too cool. They're too they're cool. cool. Yeah, probably probably one of the freshmen. I don't know. I don't know if they I don't know if they'd be ready to get down or anything. So All right. I, I, I don't know them well enough yet. So uh just wait. Oh, you got another fun question? Yeah, I got another one. Okay, go ahead. You have to have a roommate like you're quarantined for like a month. And you have to have a roommate. So it's got to be somebody who keeps themselves clean, cleans yeah. up after themselves. You can never leave the room. Who's the person? Well, my roommate right now, which is Anthony Leal. So we've, we've been rooming for the past three years together. So I, I couldn't I couldn't say, say that no makes to sense. The yeah. person, he, the person. He would say me, me as well. So yeah. I, can't, I can't say no to that. Okay. So the person, the teammate you would pick last. You guys should guess on this one. Who do you guys think? Uh, we have been told that Jordan Geronimo is a bit of a slob. Okay, that's that's a good. He's my he's my roommate for two years. Okay, so he, I'd say I'd say Logan. There you go. That's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> so, you guys could ask him about his locker. Um, he, where I, it's me. It goes Trace, me, then Logan. Um, but he, he's he's done better though. I'll admit he's okay. done a Last year's his locker was he had like cookies in there from like. <laughs> year ago but it, 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 <laughs> he cleaned it out and he's he's on track but a locker all right trey Wait, let's just oh, look forward at this season oh, yeah. what oh, you i got thought you were going to do your wrap-up thing and i was like no i want to i want to ask him about his expectations that's well go ahead that's what i was going to ask but you thanks yeah I'd, i'll ahead. do a better job so i'll ask him sure now for sure you will for sure trey librate libation Liberation for life, <laughs> for life, for libraries. Um, you uh, have the target on the uh, on your back, as you said yourself. Um, what what is a successful season to you this year? What what do you, as a team and as an individual, what needs to happen for you to walk away from the season being like, we got it done? Yeah, uh, I mean that, that's always the challenging question because there's obviously you want to you want to do the most and say um obviously everything but i think just winning the big 10 um and taking that step is will be huge for us um I, I think being able to say we won the big 10 and what we've worked for up to that um is is, is, is one of our our big um expectations um, and I think that's, that's going to come each and every day. Um, we're going to take it one game at a time. Obviously, you can't look forward to that. You can't look forward to anything. But after that, you, you obviously want to make the tournament and do well in the tournament. Um, and that's one thing our coach has been preaching all year um, is Big Ten championships and Final Four. Um, and that, that's two things where I think we, we believe that we can do. Um, so I think working every day for that goal and knowing what we got to do, it, that, that, that's the reason we, we're doing it, is to be, able, to be able to have those goals and to win a Big Ten title and to make the Final Four is the two of the things we really want to well, accomplish. And a, a member of the coaching staff who will remain unnamed said, you know, this, this, and this needs to happen. And if it does, we 
we believe this is a final four team. So the, the belief from, from even the coaches, it's not, yeah. it's not just you guys trying to delude yourself into thinking yeah. that you have this potential. Like you really, yeah, I, I think because coach Woodson says it every day in practice before, like we, we have a goal and he, he said, he's, he set the standards high. Um, but that, that's a good thing. You, you don't, you don't want to underestimate what we can do. We, we, we want to, try to achieve the goals and make make our goals big and I, I think just hearing it from him and knowing that he believes it, it really helps us because I, I think we all believe too and I think it, it all comes with us coming together and saying that we can do it and actually making it happen all right before I do my wrap-up I do have a question for you can you do me a favor Trey a little trivia quiz can you look at my background and Ward's background and see if there's a difference between the two do you see a difference? Like, have him have him talk quick. Can you see what the difference? No, no, Ward, don't cover yeah, it up. Does that help? They no, don't cover same. it up. Let Tracy. They look the same to me. Let Tracy. <laughs> let Tracy. You see? I'm trying to see it. What, what, what? Can you see both of us? No, I can only see yours. Oh, you can't see Ward's. We'll Perfect. see. Great. My... Moving on. What was your wrap up? <laughs> All <laughs> right, I'll do it in the I, outro. That's okay. I, Trey, let me say this, man. We've gotten to know you over the last few years, and it's been a pleasure. It's been an, an honor also to meet your parents and get to know them as well. They're lovely people. They care so much about you and Indiana. It is so much fun to watch them watch you because of how much they care and love you and love Indiana. But you have established yourself already as a fan favorite, because we know what we get with you, which is 100% effort. Leave it all out on the floor. If there's a ball that needs to be, you know, get on the ground for, you're going to get on the ground. If there is a guy that on the other team that needs to be guarded hard, you're going to guard him, whether he's six inches taller, a little bit faster, doesn't matter. You're going to go hard. You're never intimidated by anybody. And the team was night and day different last year when you were, let's call it close to a hundred percent. And when you were not playing, you bring such energy and, and I'm just going to quote somebody that we had on the show a few years ago. We had Tom Coverdale on the show uh, several years ago. Tom Coverdale is one of our all time favorites. Mm -hmm. And Tom, we were asking what's wrong with the program. And this was like in year two of Archie, I want to say. And Tom said, we don't have enough guys with F U on the team. That's how he put it. We need some dogs. We don't have enough guys with FU. You have exactly what Tom Coverdale was talking about. It was evident the day you stepped on campus and we got to see you play. It's so much fun rooting for you. We're all pulling that your recovery is 100% and that knock on wood this year, you know, you've been bit by the injury bug. It's going to go the other way now and you're going to be healthy for a long stretch. But you're so much fun to watch. You represent the school and the program the right way, man. And we're rooting like hell for you. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. It was, it was a great time talking to you. You too. Yeah. Well, oh, see, Eric always, he, he gets in like three goodbyes before I could sneak one in. So thank you, Trey. Thank you for yep. being not just a great Indiana basketball player, but a great coach. <laughs> and we'll be rude. Thanks for being you brought you brought it too. I mean, yeah, yeah. you stopped <laughs> short. You stopped short of saying <laughs> thanks for being a good player. No, he, he was a great player. I'm saying, I'm not going to say that because he, he he brought so much more than just being a great player. Oh, that yeah. was good. That was good, man. Yeah. I hustled, 
the way he listened, I can tell he's always listening. Huh? Didn't plays. He knew what he was doing. Um, All hey, right, hey. buddy. Thanks. Thanks, Trey. Good hey, luck yeah. this season. Yeah, appreciate it. That was a guest. That was a guest. How, how do you have the wrong freaking background on? Look, I just felt like it's been months. Uh, look, I, I had therapy earlier today and I had the right background on, but I didn't want my therapist to be staring at our stupid faces the whole time. So I took it off. And then, you know, this was down to the wire, getting home from picking up the kids. I, I get on here, you know, it's complicated. There's several backgrounds to choose from and they all have our stupid faces on it. Ward, why does that background even exist in your zoom? There's a minus button. I'm nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> all right man well listen um i think i love trey i mean he's just such a blue collar salt of the earth guy knowing that he loves the godfather had puts him on a different plane obviously for me yeah. but i i can't get over the moment of him being on the court do you believe do you believe do you believe that's like the Wait. shit that movies are made from i was like it's a, a piezo moment you know yeah like we we have piezo moments, right? That's going to be the new way to determine those. We had piezo moments during Fan Fest, and that clearly was a piezo moment. You can see like a, a thirty-five millimeter lens just on Trey, and then the looks in the eyes of all his teammates as they're like, "Yes." Yeah, but in, in the comedy version, then you get to the fifth person, and they're like, "Because <laughs> there's no. only supposed to be five guys out there, and he's the sixth. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I just love that. And I love the growth of Trey Galloway from a maturity standpoint. Hearing him talk about his workout routine and how it's not just about getting shots up now. It's waking or, up early. Yeah, waking up early, which, you know, some people on this podcast would, I think, relate to. Yeah, yeah. 20 years later, I'm working on that. <laughs> but but seriously, I mean, waking up early, getting get, getting yourself going early, uh, taking shoot arounds seriously, not just banking on the fact that your athleticism will make you have success. Like this is all a maturation process and it's taken him a little bit. And we saw when he was close to a hundred percent last year, the difference that he made on the floor. And that's without a consistent jump shot, without a consistent jump shot. He made a difference defensively, playmaking, passing, finishing the speed, the energy, all of that. Imagine if he can add a consistent jump shot or even just a serviceable jump shot, you know, from three, I just, I love hearing the maturation. We talk about it all the time. It's the most fun about college basketball is watching somebody grow. Look, we've fooled ourselves, well, pretty much every offseason into thinking that, like, the depth of our team was finally worthy of a Big Ten title again. But I don't feel like there's any doubt with uh, the guys who came back and uh, the guys who came in, in terms of that level of competition, just to get on the court. Okay, the starting five, great. It's going to be stacked. But then there's five guys after that. And, you know, and Trey's one of those guys, whether he's starting, one, of, he's one of the first guys in, it's like, it's not like there's a drop-off. It's like, okay, now no. we have a new feature. Now we have a new aspect. And and depending on the matchup, depending on the, the flow of the game, you know, like he could come in and easily play 28 minutes because he just makes it happen on both ends of the court. And if he can 
do that in a healthy manner throughout this season, we are are going to really have fun watching this team. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, he's just – sorry, I just look over and Bailey is on her back, and it, it's just a giant – it looked like an Afghan was just on the ground, uh-huh. just a giant rug. That's what she looks like. You can't see because I've got the correct background on, so you can't see. Right. Well, um, I'm just – I'm glad you took the time to talk about all that. Well, I'm just glad that you still haven't changed the background. Sorry, I was just – I was, like, fascinated with your dog we can't see. Yeah, well, no, I'm more fascinated with you pissing off the people paying us. <laughs> Wait, are they? Yeah, can you just change the background? Yeah, I will. When? Just as soon as we're done recording. That doesn't make any sense. Why don't you change it while we record? Because you want me to. Yeah, but this is not some vanity exercise. <laughs> I <want> mean, me? <laughs> this All is right. insanity. The great thing is it'll be okay for the intro because we haven't done that yet. Good Lord. And now you're checking your email. Well, what, well I'm, you're, I'm waiting for you to do this. Is hilarious. Is this it? Did I get the right one? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have these backgrounds? I mean, I think that's pretty much all the ones I have. <laughs> what is happening? Apologies what in the world? to those listening at home. All right, man. Let's let's just get out of here. I mean, Trey Galloway is the man. Nobody wants to hear from us anymore. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics. What, you got something else to say? I just can't believe he doesn't use any product. It's like... It's those natural oils of a 20-year-old. No, my, my, my hair never just had that kind of body. At any age, my hair would just flop over my face and head. A la like Keith Urban, and just like it does, it's just it's that natural body. Miller's got it too. It's uh, it's genetics. They're gifted all the way around. It's right. It's they they are the apex predators of our species. They are the you know the outliers. They are the best of what our DNA can be. We are the worst. They're ahead of the curve. Yeah, we're at the bottom of the curve. <laughs> All right, follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I, but the sometimes. But the sometimes why? From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics.